Welcome to the post Narc Life Podcast. It's time to leave behind the narcissist narrative and build an amazing life that you love. You got through, but you're not done. We're going to build your next level of wealth, create healthy relationships, find deep self-connection to expand your unique impact on this world, and leave behind a legacy of love. I'm your host, Laura, by the way. I've been there. I get it. And I've got you. Let's go build your post-narc life. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Post-Narc Life podcast. I didn't tell y'all I'm from the South, did I? Yes, I did. I've told y'all I'm living in Texas. Grew up in Louisiana, actually. A lot of people ask me, where's your accent? <laughs> Some people say I have an accent. Some people uh, say I, I they can't hear it. Um, I'm definitely, I definitely, it depends on the group I'm in. It depends on where I'm at and who I'm talking to. Sometimes different accents will come out. It's very embarrassing because if I'm around certain people, I will start sounding like them. And if I go into another type of group with a different accent, I'm going to start sounding like them. And it's, it's just, it's tricky. It's because I was raised by a code switcher. Bless her heart. She was really good at that. She, that's what she did. And she passed that gift along to me, which it's actually really convenient because I can learn languages pretty quickly. I can speak Spanish really fluently. And I'm right now I'm learning French Duolingo for the win. Awesome little app there. I love learning new languages, so it's really fun. But it also makes it difficult for me to have a, quote, natural native accent, whatever that means. I, I don't know, but I can really pretend I have certain accents. So that's kind of fun. Anyway, that's, <laughs> that's a tangent. Today, we're going to talk about a really interesting topic that comes up with clients a lot. And we've kind of touched on this with different trainings I've done, you know, how to leave the narcissist, you know, deciding to leave. We're going to talk today about when to leave, when to leave your narcissist situation. And this could be a marriage situation. This could be a parent-child relationship. This could be a job situation, when to leave a job that you know you are working for a narcissist or a narcissist type uh, or run company. Whatever the situation is, how do you know and what? when do you know it's time to leave? That's a really, really good, good question. So I'm going to give you some of my thoughts and I'm going to give you, because this is not a question I can answer for you. That's what's really going on here. The only person who can answer when the right time is to leave is you. And what I will do is do my very best to ask you specific questions and give you some guidelines, give you some things to consider that will help clear up any of the emotional uh, things that are holding you back, anything anything that's not serving you that you don't necessarily want. I want to help you clear all of that out of the way so that what it is that you truly want and what your highest thinking is can be accessed. That's my goal here so that you can feel really confident about when it is that you feel the right time is to leave. And is there really a right time? That's kind of something to consider here. You really want to question a lot of the assumptions that can be part of this decision. Is there a right time? Does that even exist? Now, I will say that 
The answer is probably no, (laughs) but you can make that choice for yourself. Maybe there is a right time for you. What does the right time mean? How do you know it's the right time? What does it mean that it is right? What makes it the right time? You really want to sit down with these questions and answer them. What comes up when you ask yourself these questions? What is your, how does your brain answer you when you say, well, what does it mean? And a lot of times our brains will answer us with, well, this is how it feels. It feels right. Or maybe I feel good. It's okay to have feelings be part of making decisions, but you really want to be careful about feelings because If you are raised by a narcissist or you've been in a highly volatile narcissist situation for many, many years, your feelings guide is going, is, is, has high risk. I'm not necessarily saying it's for sure going to be this way, but there's very high risk that your inner guidance system is going to be a little distorted, not because there's anything wrong with you, but because your brain and body are primed for survival it's going to feel good to do certain things because your brain is focused on feeling safe. Whereas there's a different type of feeling good that doesn't necessarily feel like relief or feel like safety. Okay. So let me illustrate what I mean by this. So when I was going through a very difficult time recently with some people in my life who you might say are narcissists, who knows what their actual diagnosis is, but it was very much a struggle for me emotionally. And I, I brought a lot of my emotional baggage to the table that had been unexamined. And so there was that, there was a lot of that going on. But in this situation, I remember being very, very stressed out, having the conversations in my head, just going a mile a minute, replaying conversations we had already had over and over having this big, massive anxiety response and trying to make sense of it and having these big, 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 heavy crushing feelings in my body. Now, obviously that might be a very dramatic way of describing how I was feeling in my body, but it was real for me in the moment. My chest was really tight. I had this terrible sinking feeling. I couldn't make it go away. It felt awful to be in this situation. And I remember very distinctly having these thoughts occur to me, really inventing these words that I could say that I knew would make that person feel better, that it would smooth everything over, that would make everything all right again. And I had that happen and immediately my whole body felt relief. It felt good. It felt safe. And I could relax and all that terrible emotion immediately went away. And it was so fascinating to witness this because I know better. I have a new brain now because I've done so much work that I can see that that chain of thinking and feeling is not the thing that is the healthiest way to deal with that situation. Okay. That blew my mind witnessing what was happening and then also being able to see it with the brain I have now was, was mind blowing because it was like, wait, I've done this before where I've had this sinking feeling where I've dealt with somebody like this, where I have invented the right things to say. And then I've acted on that thing and told myself it feels so good to be able to do this. This feels right because I feel better. 
I feel safer. I feel more relaxed. Everything is better now. And I would conflate those two meanings together. And then what I would do is I would backtrack everything I said. I would say whatever the other person needed to hear because I knew exactly what they needed to hear because I had been around this person for many, many years and understood what their triggers were and understood what made them feel better. So I could easily invent all of the words that would make it right again and make them feel happy and make them feel better and make all this conflict go away. And I would make that mean that it was the right thing to do. I just felt so good about it. I just felt so right. A lot of people in my world say aligned. It felt so aligned. (laughs) I don't even know what aligned means. What we use it, it's fine. Anyway, and then in this situation with my new brain, seeing this thought feeling chain happen and knowing that it didn't mean what I used to think it meant was amazing. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting the feeling. I'm getting the relief but I know this is not the right answer. I know this is not what I'm going to do because it's not the healthy response. It means that I erase myself. It means that I am doing whatever it is to make them happy. I'm not actually dealing with the truth and I'm not actually holding myself to the standards that I've set for myself. I'm not showing up for myself in the self-care way that I have worked so hard to build over the last several years. Isn't that fascinating? Really fascinating stuff. So It's really tricky. You're going to want to really watch yourself when you suddenly feel like this feels right. It's going to take a little bit of extra effort to question it. It's not going to feel good to question it. Your brain does not love cognitive dissonance. It doesn't like questioning because that takes effort. It's not fun to deal with. Okay. But it is worth it because dealing with narcissists means that you are dealing with your survival brain and your brain just wants you to survive. It just wants you to feel better but you have a higher brain. You have things you've been working on now. And so your prefrontal cortex needs to come in and reassess the situation to be like, wait a second, is this truly representative of what we've been building, of who we want to be and in the life that we want to live? And if the answer is no, then you can calmly be with your body. I see you. I hear that you're feeling all this relief now, but it is not set up for what we have built for ourselves. It's not going along with the truth. It's not who we want to be and it's not serving us. It's creating self erasure. It's creating self abandonment. And it's also lying. It's lying to that person. It's people pleasing them. That's not who you want to be. That's not how you want to have relationships. And so what's really going on there that you're feeling that relief. And so for me in that moment, it was, I'm feeling relief because I had the thinking that all of those bad feelings, like their bad feelings would go away. They would stop saying bad things to me. They would stop challenging me or, or whatever they, it is they were doing. And then I could relax and then I could feel like everything was okay again. And that I wasn't going to be in danger. Gosh, when I was going through all of that, I had so much literal fear, fear. I had never felt in a really long time, intense fear. Like I was shutting the blinds, like I was locking the doors as if something really bad was about to happen. And it wasn't, but that fear was triggered. And it was just a really fascinating uh, experience for me. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So when you're thinking about, okay, when's the right time to leave? What does right mean? How will I know that it's right? Am I being guided by my feelings? What are those feelings? And what thoughts are those feelings coming from? Every feeling comes from a thought. Okay. If that thought is unconscious, you can dig it up. 
you can really ask yourself the tough questions. Okay, why am I feeling this way? Okay, but why am I feeling this way? Okay, then why am I thinking this? What is really underneath all of this? I promise if you dig, you will find. It's just the way it is. Okay, let's talk about, I want to talk about two other things. I want to talk about feeling goals with helping you know when it is time to leave. I'll give you a couple examples. And then we're going to talk about preparation. Preparation is a very important part of deciding to leave. So let's talk about feeling goals. What I mean by feeling goals is that when it is time for you to make this decision, it is my suggestion. It is just a suggestion. You can live your life however you want, but I like to suggest for my clients to decide ahead of time, the feelings they're going to have feelings like confidence, certainty, groundedness, determination, courage, love. You want to have these feelings in your body when you go to make this decision or after you've made this decision, when you go to follow through with the decision. Okay. So what that looks like is, okay, I have decided that I want to feel certain feelings. I want to make this decision from a place of confidence, from a place of self-love or a place of certainty, a place of groundedness. And I, because I want to feel this way, then it is my job to create these emotions for myself so that I can fill my body up with these emotions and make decisions from that place. It's very, very intentional living in this world in general, but especially with narcs in your life, intentionality is out the window. You're not, you're not trained to be intentional about your decisions. You're trained to go off instinct and survival. And so this is going to be turning that on its head and wanting to leave. Okay. Is part of that survival response because your brain is trying to avoid pain. We've talked about the motivational triad, avoiding pain, seeking pleasure and being efficient. Cause these three things is how your brain has evolved in the way that it's evolved over the last several millennia. So leaving your narcissist situation is your brain being like, okay, this is painful. We need to leave that desire. That's where that desire comes from. The problem with this is that that's the very same mechanism is going to keep you stuck. It's going to keep you in the narcissist relationship going around and around in circles being like, I want to leave. I want to leave. I want to leave. I can't leave. I can't leave. I can't leave because it's terrifying to leave. There are big emotions you have to deal with when you leave. There are big things you have to confront and your brain doesn't want to do that either. Okay. So it's like that same mechanism that inspired you to leave. is going to be the same mechanism that's going to keep you from leaving. So you want to be very careful about this. So when you're in a fear or fight or flight response, your job, instead of solving it by leaving the situation, unless of course it's an emergency, obviously, you know, if you're, if you're in a, in a violent situation, you have domestic violence or your, your physical body is threatened, uh, your physical safety is threatened, please get out as fast as possible for sure. Okay. I want to make that very clear, but absent of that situation, if you're wanting to leave because of the emotional turmoil that you're in, then your job is to manage your fight or flight response. Okay. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling hurt. I'm feeling high drama. I'm feeling a ton of fear, whatever it is that you're feeling. You want to manage that 
using your thinking before you use your actions. Now, let's be wise about this, okay? So I recommend this as a tool, but it doesn't mean it's the only way to deal with it. If you just want to leave, just leave. It's it's okay. You don't have to manage your emotions first before you leave if you don't want to. If you're ready to just walk out the door today, go do it. Go do what you got to do. Okay, this is for people who are trying to leave, but it's really hard for them. They feel stuck. They feel like they can't. They're afraid. That's kind of where we're at here. But if you know you want to leave, go ahead and go. It's totally fine. We'll talk about preparation, what that looks like here in a minute. But you want to notice when you're in desperation, fear. You also want to notice, sometimes this will come up, where leaving the narcissist actually is your brain's way of trying to punish them or seek revenge on them or hurt them in some way. That has come up every once in a while. I don't know that it necessarily applies to you. But sometimes that may come up where you're just like, yeah, I just want to leave to show them how bad it hurts, right? We want to be very careful of that. That is not going to serve you. That keeps you in the narcissist dynamic because your brain is focused on them. Your brain is focused on their pain and their hurt so that you can feel better. You don't want to do that. Instead, you want to get yourself out of those emotions by calming yourself down, deep breathing, thinking new thoughts, processing the emotion in your body, going on a walk, do what you got to do to deal with the emotion and then set the goal to create a new emotion in your body before you make the decision or before you make the plans. It really preps your brain to have access to its higher order thinking, its creativity, uh, all of its possibilities. So you want to you want to set the goal to create confidence or certainty or groundedness or determination like we talked about. And what that looks like, so I was coaching uh, a client a couple weeks back about this and she was waiting to leave because she hadn't felt that it was the right thing yet. She hadn't felt that reassurance that she was doing the right thing. And she was seeking outside of herself for that reassurance. She was asking her family members. She was asking God. She was asking, you know, her ecclesiastical leaders And she was waiting for someone to tell her, this is the right thing to be doing. This is what you're supposed to be doing. And she could not move forward because she couldn't believe that. She thought it might be the wrong thing. She thought it might be what she wasn't supposed to be doing, that she was making a huge mistake. And that thinking led her to stay stuck and stay in that dynamic, which she didn't want to be in. She was miserable. Her daughter was miserable. And listen, leaving the narcissist situation, especially if you have children involved, isn't going to solve all the problems. Okay. I want to make that very clear. Leaving the narcissist doesn't solve all the problems. You still have work to do when you leave. And if you're in a situation where you're parenting with a narcissist, you're going to have to deal with them on a regular basis. So it doesn't solve and make them go away. It just changes your circumstances in a way that you design for yourself. So if this is what you want, if you want to be able to come home and that person not be there, because that feels better in a lot of ways. Absolutely. You're allowed to have that. Please create that for yourself. But if you're doing it to try to solve all of your emotional pain, you're going to be disappointed. You want to take ownership of your emotional pain, regardless of whenever you leave before, after, during, I don't care. At some point you have to take responsibility for your emotions. Very, very important, but it's, it's, it feels really good. It feels amazing to intentionally create the emotions you want to create when you go to leave, when you make that decision. And so when I was coaching this client, 
I was saying, well, why are you waiting for someone else to tell you that's, that it's the right thing to do? Do they know? How do they know that it's the right thing to do? And if they tell you that, will you believe them? And then we were able to uncover in that conversation that she had already gotten that reassurance from a trusted family member who had told her, yeah, you should leave this person. Get out of there. This is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. She'd already gotten the, the uh, reassurance externally, but she couldn't believe it. And that's the thing. It's like we, we want that external validation thinking that that's going to create belief for us, but it's not. You still have to choose to believe. You still have to have your brain on board. And that takes intention. And that is your, that's your agency. That's your choice coming into play there. You still have to be on board with it. And if you don't want to wait for external validation, you don't have to. I mean, I'm not saying don't ever ask anyone for their opinion or their help. For sure, seek as much help as you can. But if you put it in someone else's hands to tell you that it's the right thing to do, what's really going on is there's a lot of fear underneath that. It's not about whether or not they give you that external validation. You're, you are just using that as a way to delay facing the truth of the emotions that you're feeling, which is like fear or desperation or anxiety or whatever it is. A lot of times my clients won't leave because of fear of being able to be supported financially. That's a very real, very visceral concern. It's literally survival. I get it. You know, I don't judge anyone for staying when they didn't have any other options financially. That's, that's a, that's a real issue, especially for women. And so as we continue to, you know, build our society based on the fact that women can be financially independent and have all access to everything that's going to continue to grow. But what's really underneath that is fear. And if we can deal with that fear and not let it drive the bus, okay, you're going to be so much more successful and you're going to feel so much more confident when you're going to make this decision. So let's create intentionally the confidence, the courage, the determination, the self-love, the groundedness, whatever emotion you can decide, whatever emotion you want to have that feels really good for you feels amazing for you that you want to have, you can design this experience from an intentional place. This is, this is not, it doesn't have to be survival all the time. It can be, okay, if I could have everything I wanted, if I could really design this, what would it be like? What would I want to feel when I'm going to make this decision? And you can set that goal. And the only thing you need to do to achieve that emotion is to, is to start thinking, what you would need to think. And again, I can help you navigate this. I can help you set this goal. I can help you reach this goal. I can help ask you really important questions that are going to help reveal to you what's really going on underneath. That's the magic of coaching. That's why I do what I do. And your result from all of this is going to be an experience that you love, an experience that has worked for you. And that's really what it's all about. You want to be intentional about this. We talked about this in a previous episode with one of my clients um, who's an amazing divorce coach. She'll tell you all about it. It's being the CEO of your divorce looks like taking ownership of the thoughts and emotions and not relying on outside factors to determine that for you. And that might be something that will be really challenging for you 
especially if you've been in a narcissist relationship where you've been so focused on survival and so focused on the externality of what they were thinking and feeling to dictate your day or dictate your choices or how you feel throughout the day. It's, it's definitely a, a, a total shift, a total mindset shift to turn it on its head and be like, no, I'm going to create this emotion before I make this decision. So you get to decide what does right, the right time mean to you? Who are you going to ask for help if that's what you want? And what emotions do you want to have? Really looking at it from the bigger picture when all is said and done. What would you have liked to have felt when you made this decision? It's really great to answer that question too. Okay, let's talk about preparation. So when you are in a situation where you need to leave it, leave a narcissist situation, there are reasons why you've stayed. And I want you to honor those reasons for yourself. Like we're not here to beat ourselves up for staying in a situation that is not ideal. Okay. Honor those reasons. They are very good reasons. Okay. So no beating yourself up is allowed. And we want to really look at the whole picture. I don't always suggest or think it's best to tell a client, just get up and leave right this second. I don't do that because it's not my job to manage that for you. That's your job. My job is to help you get clarity and to help you get awareness of your emotions and to give you the tools. But what I do like to do is I like to give my clients a scenario in which what if you stood up and walked out the door right now? Just imagine that for a minute. If you did that, what comes up? What are your thinking? What are your feelings that, that come up when you think that? And that reveals to us so much that's going on. And when we get clear on what comes up for you when that happens, we can work on it a little bit at a time. So I have clients who we worked together for a really long time and they didn't leave their narcissist situation until months later. And it was perfect. It's totally fine. I've had clients who left in the middle of our work together and we navigated all of that the entire time. And I've had clients who left their situation and then they started working with me. It really doesn't matter when you leave, at least to me, that's my opinion. I don't think it matters. You can have your thoughts about that, but it's really about, okay, let's get really clear in your thoughts and emotions. I think I've really <laughs> emphasized that probably a lot, but it's just so important. And then what I like to do is if the client is really struggling with the fear and feeling unprepared, we sit down and we look at, okay, what would it look like to make a plan? How are you going to solve all of the problems? How are you going to answer your brain when it comes up with all the things that is in the way of leaving? So if, if it's for financial reasons, how are you going to get a job? How are you going to support yourself? What's that going to look like for you? What do you want that to look like for you? And you can kind of sort of design it that way, see what your options are. You could set it up to where I was talking with a, a client just the other day. You could set it up to where, okay, you can set a goal date to leave. Okay. I'm going to leave on this date. No matter what, I'm going to leave. I'm going to walk out the door on this date and I have this amount of time to prepare for that time. So during that time, I'm going to set these specific goals. I'm going to set up my finances in such a way. I'm going to save up a certain amount of money. I'm going to hire this lawyer. I'm going to do whatever you need to do to prepare. And usually that looks like getting all of your basic needs met and setting up your plan for 
how you're going to live your life afterwards. You really want to look at it big picture because your brain's going to want to try to keep you in the here and now. And if you can, I think a, a more useful way to deal with this is to get your brain out of here and now and into okay, what is the long-term big picture here? What is my life going to be like a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now because of this one decision? What's that going to look like? And you can really just create it. You don't even have to look at someone else's life. You can look at what is it that you really want and how does that translate to what your life is going to look like over the next several years? And so what are the steps between now and then? If If your life is going to look this way, a year from now, what are the steps that we need to break down to have done by the time the year passes? So at month one, what do we need to have done? Month two, month five, month six, month eight, really breaking it down to the smallest pieces and you can start working on those. And then as you start doing those little things to prepare, you're going to have thoughts and emotions come up and that's where we deal with those. We get those either out of the way or we manage them or we adjust and pivot the plan to make room for all of these things that have come up that you, you want to change or we just manage them and we keep going on the plan that we've already set. So really looking at what's in the way, do you shut down? Are you making a lot of excuses? Is it, does it look like you saying, you know, putting it off or thinking that it's just not going to work or not believing in yourself or not believing or, or even believing that they'll change. A lot of times that's a, that's a big one that keeps people around is that the narcissist is, although they're in the middle of changing, they're, they're about to change. So I, I better stay and figure this out. Did you know that you can leave a situation even though it got better? You can do that. I'm not saying you should. Okay. <laughs> But if you've been married to a narcissist, say for like 20 years, and they are just now going to therapy or just now trying to get as much help as they can, and things are just slightly better at home, you can still leave if you want to leave. You, you have permission to do that. Again, I'm not saying you should, but just because someone commits to changing doesn't obligate you to, to stay if that's not what you truly want. So you really want to get clear on what you want and what your life looks like and what you're willing to give up if you do decide to stay. It's okay to stay. I'm I'm not saying you should stay. I'm not saying you should go. It's not my job. But a a lot of times your brain's going to want to give you this option to help your life, to help make you feel better. And sometimes staying is is the the right choice at that time for that person, whatever that means. So it's all 100% up to you. I'm here to help you navigate this decision. It's tricky. It's not easy. There's a lot of things to consider, but it's not impossible. You can do this. And if you can train your brain to get out of fight or flight, you'll be successful. All right. That's what I got for y'all. I hope you have an amazing day. Book a call if you need it. Go to the show notes. I'll take care of you. See you then. Bye.